Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Some call them the chai socks. Some call them the, just the socks. But the team from the south side of Chicago is always known as the Chicago White Sox. Well, they weren't always that way, and we got some great history on it, and one of the great players to play for them from Joe Ziemba as he talks about his favorite player. It's all coming up for you in just a moment. My name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pigskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports as well as football by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform, the Sports Jersey Dispatch. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my sports history friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch, and welcome once again to the Pigpen, your place to learn sports history through the gear and the uniforms that the competitors wore. And we have a really great themed podcast for you today. As you can see from the title, we're going to be talking a lot about the Chicago White Sox. And this is inspired by a conversation that I had recently with our great historian that we like to talk to quite often from Chicago area, Joe Ziemba, as he talks about one of his favorite players from Chicago White Sox history. And we'll take you to that conversation right now. Uh, Do you have anybody else you'd like to talk about today? I have a number two, again, from the Chicago White Sox, was Nellie Fox, got into the Hall of Fame years ago. Um, the reason I remember him is there was a baseball game, and I'm trying to think of the name of it, but you would uh, get a card for every Major League Baseball player. It was a circle, and in that circle would have spaces. If they got a single, it would be a wide space. The biggest space was for outs. If they walked a lot, a smaller space, and you would spin the dial, and... Nellie Fox was uh, among the cards there. Even these were could be retired or current players. And it was reason that Nellie Fox was one I remember is that he never struck out. So his strikeout zone on that little card was so small, as was his home run space, because Nellie Fox rarely hit a home run. In a long, long career, he only hit 35 home runs. But uh, as I said, a member of the Hall of Famer, 12 times an All-Star, the MVP in 59 when the White Sox won the pennant, uh, led the league in fielding percentage, but his biggest strength was singles. And so on that card, we had a wide gap that would say 1B, that means single. I figured that out at an early age <laughs> and he'd get the one base. And so Nelly, uh, 
as I recall, if you see pictures of him, um, always had a chaw in his mouth, of course. We won't see that with players nowadays. And formed a great uh, combo in the middle of the infield with Louis Aparicio, number 11, for the White Sox in 59, when they won the pennant and went to the World Series and gave Chicagoans a lot of hope when they won the first game and then, unfortunately, got blasted in the rest of the series. So, <laughs> But Nellie Fox, number two, again, uh, another fine memory. Not so much that I saw him play, but because of his presence on a little circular card that we boys would play and uh, run out complete seasons over the summer with those guys. Wow, that's I mean that's a great memory too. I mean, how how many times uh, you know just having the, you know the, the baseball cards and football cards, hockey cards, and you know getting to interact in some of the games that they had. You know, like Stratomatic. I'm not sure if that's the game you're talking about, but that's what we played when I was a kid and. You, know, you get to have some of your favorites or you know little electric football or the, the baseball games where you have your favorite player playing and you're you're always that guy and your friends always you know another guy or another team and you really make a connection with those players uh, by doing that it sounds like you did that with the game you were playing and uh and mr fox yeah it's amazing you lean over the side of your bed and you can play against yourself or if your buddies come over and they have their team and their cards and you get your lineup and stick them in there after every turn and and it was quite accurate. We would really, because of the width of the of the out feature on each each of those circular cards, uh, so it's quite a bit of fun. I wish I had that game. I wonder how many guys have said that though. But I did keep the baseball cards, so I still have those. Wow, well, that's the valuable part. That's for sure. <laughs> and seeing these names and kind of doing a little bit of research on each of the players. Uh, so it was, it was quite fulfilling and interesting. I had a blast. So thank you so much for allowing me to share that. And I hope I didn't bore you too much with my ramblings on about my favorite baseball players. Thanks, Joe. You know, your stories about the Chicago White Sox are extremely inspiring. And it's uh, intrigued me to find out more about the origins of the White Sox and their name and how they got to Chicago. Well, the White Sox story begins in Sioux City, Iowa, I learned, of all places in 1893, according to the MLB.com history on a team. Their nickname was the Cornhuskers. Yeah, the Sioux City Cornhuskers. And they were founded as a minor league team back there in 1893. Now, now near the end of that inaugural season, a substantial person in hardball history purchased the club, a man named Charles Comiskey. The new owner, moved the franchise from Iowa to St. Paul, Minnesota, and they became known as the Saints in those parts of the Western League. Now, when the Western League merged and morphed and helped create the new American League in 1900, the Saints moved to the city of Chicago. The predecessor of today's Chicago Cubs were already playing in the Windy City on the north side and had a pretty large following there. Being the marketing genius that he was, Comiskey tried to associate himself with the senior circuit team in every way that he could to bring fandom to his own club and recognition. And after he was told that he could not have the word Chicago stitched across the front of his uniforms, Charles did the next best thing. He renamed the Saints to the moniker that the present day Cubs had used to be called and then abandoned that name. Uh, it was called the White Stockings. 
and where did the white stockings come from? Well, remember our post on baseball uniforms of the 19th century when we discussed an experiment in 1882 when the players of certain positions wore specifically colored uniforms to denote their playing positions. That era was called the clown costumes era. Well, the long, highly worn socks or stockings were the only way anyone could denote which team the players were playing on. Each team had their own selection of a certain color of stockings that they wore for identity purposes. The Chicago team, predecessor of the Cubs, wore white, hence they were often called the white stockings. Since we already started, stated that the modern day socks were not started until 11 years later in 1893, these white stocking players in the 1880s eventually became the Cubs of the National League. The marketing ploy worked as there were plenty of fans still relating to the 1880s team name and they were immediately drawn nostalgically to the Southsiders. The shortening of the stockings to a simple socks was credited to the ingenuity of newspapermen in the early 20th century in an effort to get the team's name in the headlines. Remember, the headline space is very limited and every letter counts. And the word stockings, and especially Chicago white stockings, is uh, truly long indeed. So if you can just call them the white socks or the socks, S-O-X, three letters, much better than the 20-some letters that the full name would be. Now, part of the deal when they joined, the American League joined in playing in Chicago, uh, they had to agree, have an agreement. And James Hart, the president of the Chicago National Ball Club, uh, was that the former Saints team could only play south of 35th Street. Well, the new White Sox played their first game as Chicago in Champaign, Illinois, as they knocked off the University of Illinois 10-9. That same season, on April 21, 1900, the Sox played their first game at a small field at 39th and Princeton. The current ballpark is located at 35th and Shields. Well, they won their first game on April 22, 1900, with a 5-3 victory over the Brewers, and on October 14, 1906, the White Sox won the lone All-Chicago World Series with an 8-3 victory over those Cubs you know, that they uh, got permission to play in Chicago from in six games per the MLB account. Now, I also want to point out that the MLB.com, has a, we have a link to it. They have a really great site with the history of the logos and the uniforms of the Chicago White Sox. And I definitely recommend that you go pay that some attention. It's a really quite a, a neat little site and has a, some great logos, some great history found on their MLB.com. And like I said, we have a link on our sports on our jerseydispatch.com uh, that is associated with this podcast. And uh, we hope you'll check those out. And I hope you enjoyed the, the history today because I certainly learned a lot, both from uh, Josie Emba talking about Nellie Fox and his great uh, playing t- times with the Sox and my own look up and research on the history of the White Sox. Uh, just a brief history and from their origins. And we, we hope you'll join us next time as we go through some more great sports history through the uniforms gear and that the competitors wore. Until next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. 
Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.